0: What's up, guys? This is PC, and this is your Backstage Pass to the Green Room Podcast Series. What's up, guys? This is PC. You are listening to the Green Room Podcast Series, and our guest today is Miss Allie Stinson. Allie is the yearbook advisor, math teacher, and Renaissance co-advisor At Bellwood Antis High School in Pennsylvania. Allie, how you doing?
1: Good, how are you?
0: I'm doing great, man. So stoked that you joined us here today.
1: I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me on here. Um, I'm, I'm super, super excited. I love it.
0: I love it. And so let's talk a little bit about your history and education, Allie, and just kind of share with the listeners, what do you do? And then how did you get to this point in your educational career?
1: Um, so I graduated from Clarion University of Pennsylvania in 2003 with a degree in math education. I also have a master's equivalency through Penn State University and the University of Pennsylvania. Um, I've been teaching for 14 years at my current school and 15 years overall. So I taught one year of junior high math at a school, another school in Pennsylvania. And now I've been in this position for 14 years. And so I teach high school math. Um, ninth through twelfth graders, so I have a wide variety of kids that I teach, um, a wide rate, range of age groups, and last year was my first year of being the yearbook advisor, and this is actually our first year of having a renaissance program at our school, so I am the co-advisor of that. So,
0: I love it, and so that leads perfectly into, you've been doing this for 15 years, you said, and... Yeah. It's easy as educators we get caught up a lot of times in the monotonous stuff that we have to do the paperwork and the you know the lesson plans and some of the things that are trivial in the big scheme of things share with the listeners why do you teach like what's your why what what keeps that fire going for you every single day
1: My biggest why is just to make a positive impact in students lives i know that kind of sounds a little bit cliche but honestly like from the time i started i had teachers that made connections with me and teachers that I felt like didn't really care whether they did or not. I wasn't sure, but I, I just didn't have that connection with them. And so there have been so many people that I can name that have inspired me in various ways, and I just want to be one of those people for my students. Um, I want to make them see how capable they are. I want to give them the confidence to succeed despite any struggles that they're having, whether that is School or outside of school, I want to make them know that, like you know, like I'll always be there to help them, and most importantly, that they matter to me. So I think that that's like a big thing. One of the biggest things that I have have realized is that when I develop those relationships with my students, and they know that I care, they're a little bit more willing to work, even though math might not be their favorite subject.
0: So powerful and so true. And so expand on that a little bit with because you talked about not every kid likes math. And so that makes it even more challenging to establish those relationships and establish those connections. Like share maybe an idea or two. How do you overcome that barrier?
1: I think that the biggest thing, especially when I'm teaching math, like I said, like that isn't everybody's favorite subject because it is hard and sometimes it's pretty black and white, like there's a right answer and a wrong answer. And I actually just got done telling a group of students today that, you know, I don't care if you don't understand it. What I do care is that if you don't tell me that you don't understand, because then I can't help you. So I don't want to put a bad grade in the grade book because you didn't want to ask me the question. Like I want to give you the chance to know, like my job is to make you learn the information that I want you to learn. And so if you don't understand it, I have multiple ways that I can present that information to you, but you just have to let me know. And so like I had You know multiple kids after that class today come up and say like can you help me with this but my my answer is obviously like absolutely and so i think when they realize that my goal is just really to help them it's not to put poor grades in there it's not to make them fail it's not to make them struggle it's to make them think a little bit differently and provide them with those challenges that they see that they can overcome and then that gives them the confidence to do the same thing, whether it's in my class or or another class later on.
0: So cool, I love that. And especially the part you talked about how you have different strategies that you can use to teach a concept, right? Because most of us as educators, we teach the way that we learn the best, right? And I think that it's so Mm -hmm. important that like you said, we've got to be able to differentiate. We've got to be able to provide those alternative methods of instruction for those kids that maybe don't learn the same way that we do. Right,
1: right. And I think that that's one of the biggest things that I have tried to do, like as I've grown as an educator, is to just find other ways. And I'm still trying, like every day that I go through my lessons and I'm trying to find how else could I present this that makes this make sense to more kids. So when I present it originally, I might present it the way that I think the majority of the kids are going to get it. But I have other ways to show to show those kids that are maybe struggling with that particular way. I can show them in another way. And so I love when that light bulb goes on and they're like, oh, that's all I had to do. Like that. That wasn't hard. So, um, you know, I just need them to be able to open up to me and say, like, I don't I don't really understand that,
0: you know. No doubt. No doubt. And so you attended the Jocelyn Renaissance Tour stop last spring and you just been on fire. Ever since then, with regard to making positive changes in your school, what triggered that spark for you that day?
1: Um, oh my gosh, I, I just can't even really put into words what happened that day. Like, listening to you and Mike Smith talk, honestly, like I left totally inspired. I, um, I've told everyone that I can about how impactful that day was to me. Um, the passion that both of you spoke. About how creating a more positive culture and climate within schools wasn't really an option, but more of a necessity, um, was just beyond inspiring. Like we had never heard of Renaissance; that was the first introduction that we had to anything about it. And so, when when I left, like when I got on the bus, I knew that I left there with like a different vision. I had different goals. I like. Seriously like my passion that my purpose on that day like I and I've told multiple people that um, like both of you shared so many experiences and That helped trigger my own ideas of what I could bring to the table at my own school And so I knew that it wasn't really like I said it wasn't really an option anymore like I had had ideas in the past about what we could maybe do but now it became like we have to do this like it's not an option like we're going to do this at
0: my school and you guys are absolutely crushing it man like i'm so proud of you so let's go let's go further down this road here because one of the questions i get like literally every single day with regard to renaissance is how do you start and so you guys just started within the last year how would you answer that question how do you start with renaissance in your building
1: honestly we just jumped in um (laughs) <laughs> like When we came back from that, we were fortunate enough to take a group of students with us to that Find Your Grind tour. And we talked about the ideas that they liked, that they had heard from you and Mike, and also some ideas that they then developed. And we just started, like last year, we started doing some simple things, like we put notes on lockers at the end of the year. We did decorations for different events. Um, over the summer, we were actually partnered through Justin's with Dr. Steve Wolf, and he told us the first time we talked to him, like, if you're going to do it, do it. Like, don't don't tiptoe into it. Just jump in and do it. And um, the best, like, one of the best piece of advices, advice that he gave us was, um, this can't be like, oh, the teachers did another nice thing for us again. Like, it has to be the student. And he said that they would come if they were provided an opportunity. And he was absolutely right. Um, he used the words like, you need to let, like, every kid in your school know that we need your genius. And so it becomes, like, that inclusive group where everybody is welcome. And um, my co-advisor and I both love that. Like, we need your genius. And so we, did, we put it out there on Twitter. And we got a big group of kids to come in over the summer and start working. And um, and they kind of ran with it, too. Like, they're just as excited about it as we are.
0: So cool. And so with change comes challenges, right? And so talk about some of right. the challenges that you guys have faced with regard to implementing this in your building. And how have you managed to overcome those things?
1: I mean, I think the biggest challenge with anything new is getting everyone to buy into it. Like, you're going to have a group of people that are that are 100%, like, jump in two feet, and you're going to have some people that are a little bit leery of it, that they're willing to help, and there'll be some people that, you know, don't really even want to put their toes in the water. Um, so I think that that's probably one of the biggest challenges is this is, again, just something new. And so we know that it isn't going to be something that changes overnight. But we also know that if we're consistent with our efforts and we continue to sponsor events that are inclusive to all students and and even the community, that that we're confident that we will get more and more people to jump on board with us. And it truly will become like a a school-wide movement, a school-wide mission that, that lots of people want to be involved in. No
0: doubt. No doubt. And so one of my biggest mantras is that you don't need to have permission to make a difference, because I hear it all the time about my principal wouldn't go for that, my superintendent wouldn't go for that, whatever. But like, you don't have to be the principal or the superintendent or even be an adult to lead change, especially when we're talking about school culture and climate. And so, for educators that operate under the premise that their administration wouldn't ever buy into the type of change that you're currently talking about, what advice would you give to them?
1: I would say, like, in that case, just start small. I mean, we started last year, like I said, with the positive notes on the lockers. Um, and the decorations and the kids started talking about how awesome it was to have these messages like throughout the school. And so the principal noticed, and then the superintendent noticed. And so we we didn't ask their permission to do things like that, but we also knew that it was just going to infuse positive, you know, a positive atmosphere into the school. And so, um, you know, if if you're hesitant to do any of that, start a little bit small and see what kind of response you get. And I think that as that kind of positive atmosphere increases, you're going to get lots more support from your upper administration um, than than maybe you thought that you would have.
0: No doubt. I love that, too. And so share a little bit just briefly about how did you guys pick the kids? You said you put it out there on Twitter. Was it just totally open and anybody could be on that Renaissance committee or like how did you guys do that?
1: Yeah, we actually, like, right now, because this is the first year that we've done it, we just put it on, uh, on like, I put it on my Twitter. My co-advisor put it on her Twitter, and so we just, um, and we had kids share it. And so we said, like, we want everybody to come. Like, if you want to come and help, we have some ideas of things that we want to do. And so we need as much help as possible to kind of get this off the ground. And so they came. And they, um, you know, they came willing to listen to. We had a conference call with Dr. Wolf, and they were able to listen to what he said, and he shared some ideas with us and how to get started. And and they were just really excited about it. Like that group of kids, specifically the group of kids that did get a chance to go see um, and hear you and Mike talk, like they still talk about that. Like our kids still talk about how.
0: What a cool day that was! That's so cool. That's so awesome, man. Because, like I said, like it's cool when a group takes those ideas. Because we're just planting seeds, right? And so it's cool to see a group that takes those ideas and then just runs with it, you know. Um, And that's exactly what you guys are doing. It's just so fun to see. Like that fills my heart every day when I get on social media and I'm seeing the cool stuff that you guys are doing. Um, Let's talk a little bit more about the change process and when you're leading change. Like it's a lot of hard work. It takes time. It takes effort. It takes energy. You're constantly thinking of new ideas and you're looking for new ideas. And so, you know, you said you're your book advisor, you're teaching math as well. So you've got this full workload. How do you balance the requirements of what you have to do in the classroom as a teacher with what you're trying to take on as an agent of change?
1: Um, I think that it does. I mean, it obviously takes a lot of time and effort. We do like we're very fortunate that we have a strong group of students. Um, My co-advisor, like we've all embraced these changes and knowing that it's going to take time and effort into implementing these changes so we do have a good strong group of kids that are kind of leading the charge um other faculty and that was one of the like we have adopted that word now as well because we came back and i was one of the only teachers that got to go like it was me my principal and the guidance counselor that got to go to the Find Your Grind tour. And all three of us were like, we love that word. Like, that's awesome. And the kids thought that it was such an awesome word. So the other faculty that we have are jumping forward and seeing the positive impact and the changes that that are occurring at school. Um, And while I think you know, it does take some extra time, I actually think that my daily work as a teacher and kind of as this agent of change are working hand in hand. my daily workload is the same as it has been, but I feel as though I'm actually becoming a better teacher in the process because I'm constantly looking, increasingly looking for ways to connect with students or to find ways that I can get them included in things that are going on. And so by being yearbook advisor and being co-advisor of Renaissance, like I kind of have, I have my kids that I teach in class. But I feel like I now know the entire population of our high school in a sense, and I know what they're involved in, and I know how maybe I could pull them in a little bit more to get them to be more involved because I want them. I want them to be to be able to be in there and be, you know, like one of one of the biggest things that I haven't mentioned yet is um, our club of kids. When you spoke and you talked about every kid being seen, heard, and loved, like that that's on our walls at our school now, that's the biggest thing that you see when you walk upstairs into our into our second floor is you are seen, you are heard, you are loved, and they absolutely have embraced that whole idea. Um, and so when they see that, they know that reminds them daily that that's really like our goal this year is to, is to make sure that the kids, every kid is doing and feeling that way.
0: That's so awesome. So like, so cool. Like you're going to make me cry here. Listen, to you say that? Uh, (laughs) That's uh, yeah. That just, it's so cool. I mean, it's just one of those things that, you know, I wanted every day, you wanted every day. And if we could get more people that would spread that and that would share that you know, our schools and our country and our world, just in general, would be so much of a better place. And let's stay on this on this balance here for just a second, because you were, we were talking before we got started here that you know you're married and you've got two kids. And so let's talk about the balance from a work or personal life perspective, and how do you keep that in check?
1: Actually, my my two children who are eight and five, they couldn't have been more excited about going to school with me this summer. My husband's actually principal, um, so he was at work during the day. So this summer when we went in to do a lot of the things that we had planned for the beginning of school, my two children were with me. And so they couldn't have been more excited about being there to help. Like, they were helpers. They were doing things to help as well. But I also got to see my students interacting with my children and what a special bond that has been created with them uh, or between them has occurred. My own children love kids. Like they, you know, like I know that they look up to them almost like a big brother or big sister. And so to see that relationship develop was super special. And so when I go do these things, like they're usually with me, And I absolutely love the fact that they can come and they know that they can help, but, or they, you know, like they're, they're helping, like they're doing some little tasks that the, the older kids need help with. But I think that them being a part of it just makes it that much more special for me because I, they're going to go to school at my, in, within my district. And so if I can start doing this now, By the time like my little girl is in second grade, you know, when by the time she's in ninth grade, like I, there's no doubt that she's gonna be involved in this and be spearheading like, you know, some really cool thing that we're gonna do because she's gonna be, you know, involved in it pretty much since since this summer. So super excited about how how her outlook is and what her outlook is going to be as far as, you know, ideas that she comes up with over the next several years to to bring to the table and and to share with us when she gets up there.
0: Yeah, man. Talk about leaving a legacy. Like That's cool right there. Because, yeah, you get to watch that whole thing unfold. Right. So cool. So cool, man. And so you've talked a little bit about this already and some of the things that you've shared. And I'm just sitting here just smiling, listening to you talk. But in the the Renaissance (laughs) theme song, there's a line that talks about Renaissance and it talks about it as a difference that you can feel. And you've talked a Mm -hmm. little bit about you know, how you have expanded your reach from just within your classroom to all the kids in your school and and with your kids being there and helping out and doing those types of things. Share maybe one or two other things of differences that you can feel in the culture of your building.
1: Um, Well, one of the first things that I think is important to note um, is that this summer when we talked to our kids and we said to them, like, what message do you get when you enter our building? Like, what kind of feel is it when you enter the building? And literally, their response was, "What are you talking about? Like nothing. Like maybe that we're good at sports. Like, they, like the hallway shows that we have like some trophies in the trophy case." Yeah. And, and to me, that was, you know, like such an eye-opening moment because I was like, that they don't have, they don't have anything to say. Like when I walk in, this is how I feel. Like they really like it was kind of a blank slate. And so our walls are kind of blank, or were kind of blank, I guess I should say. Um, and so for me, that kind of felt like we have the opportunity right now to change that 100%. And so if there's nothing there, we, re- we literally do have a blank slate like of their walls that we can totally change the culture and the climate within the school um, from the time that they step foot into the school. So we really tried to change, like, the biggest thing that we tried to change at the beginning of this year was the look and the feel when they came into school um, from day one. So we did sidewalk chalk at our entrances. We hung posters. Teachers picked quotes, and we made them in our maker space um, on our vinyl cutters, and we hung them above every door. We lined the lockers with positive messages. Every locker either had Renaissance, you are seen, you are heard, you are loved on it. we had, picture, we had picture places, like photo places where kids could go get their pictures on the first day of school with, like, frames that we made. Um, we just really celebrated the first day of school. Like, we do High Five Friday, which the kids absolutely love. Like, they get totally into it. We have a birthday wall each month. Um, we celebrated homecoming with, like, increased school and community events. We're planning on having a safe night trick-or-treat. We just have so many things that we're planning on doing. And we're just like this group of people, the group of kids that we're working with are are just passionate about sharing this positive energy with our entire school and our community and getting every student to feel like like they matter when they walk through those doors.
0: And the best part to me about everything that you just said was you asked the kids. And that's what it's all about. Yeah, It it has to be student-driven, right? Yes, for sure. That's so cool. So cool. Um, Your energy level, like it is through the roof and your passion for loving kids. Like I can just get on Twitter and like I can feel the passion that you have for your kids. And that just like, again, just makes my heart just explode. How do you maintain? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, but the question is, and I think probably like a million dollar question is, how do you maintain that fire and that energy throughout the entire school year? Because it's easy to be excited on the first day of school, right? In the first week of school right. or whatever. How do you maintain yeah. that energy? And like you said, you're in year 15 now. Um, and it would be easy for you right. to just go through the motions and just do the same thing that you did last year and the year before that. How do you stay on fire? Right.
1: I think that, like I said, the day that I came to the Find Your Tour and heard you and Mike talk, I left completely inspired. And I think that any time that that kind of passion gets reignited, that you find some extra energy to continue. So um, it's not something that I just wanted to try. It is really something that I'm willing to work hard to ensure that it has success. Like, I know without a question that it is a necessity. At middle school. We can do so much more. Our kids deserve so much more. So I'm 100% committed to making sure that that our school becomes a place that students are excited about, that provides opportunities for every student to be included, and that we just continue to develop a place that we can all be proud of. Like everybody that walks through the door, like we want them to come in and, and know that they had a part in whether it was stuff on the wall or the trophies in the trophy case or the pictures that are hanging that the art club created or whatever it is. Like we just want them to know that like that that's their school. And so they, they it needs to be a place that they can be proud of and they can feel safe in and they can know that they
0: matter. Ownership. That's exactly like it's it's about that ownership, right? The kids have to yeah. have ownership in the building. And that's exactly what you guys yeah. are creating there. Allie, share a project or two that you guys have planned that, like I said, you've already done so many super, super cool things, but I have no doubt that you have like big plans going forward. What's one or two things that you guys are super stoked on?
1: So obviously since October, we are, um, you know, Halloween is coming up. And so we are in the process of planning a safe night trick or treat. So at our high school, so all of our clubs and our sports teams, will decorate a room or an area in the school and have an activity or a, and a snack or candy or whatever for, for kids to come. And so it's going to allow our high school students the chance to interact with our younger kids. It's going to allow our younger kids to have a safe place for those kids that don't live in town and maybe don't have a bunch of houses to go trick or treat at. It's going to give them a chance to come in to the high school and you know see some of the things that we have done there and also interact with our kids. Um, but like I said, that special bond that I saw being created with my own children who are, you know, who would be going to the trick or treat. Like I would love to be able to see all of our high school kids and that that other side of them where they're, you know, they're going to help little kids and they're going to act in a different way than they do in the classroom. And so I think it's going to be a really cool cool idea and a cool event that's going to bring um, our community, you know, give our community another chance that we're going to be able to, to, um, to create that for them.
0: That's awesome. That's one of those things I wish I was closer. I'd love to come hang out and check that out myself. Uh,
1: <laughs> um, the other thing is our middle school principal and our students, are now also interested in the idea of renaissance. And so we are planning to develop a team of students that can almost mentor some of our junior high students. So our junior high or middle school is 5 through 8. And so our high school is 9 through 12. And they're actually connected um, with a shared hallway, but they have their two separate wings. So there's not a whole bunch of interaction, but it's easy to have interaction if we wanted to. So we're going to have a group of students that are going to go down there to the middle school and help to mentor some of those kids. So we definitely want there to be some common things that we do as a district that we can hopefully even like filter and trickle down into our elementary schools where they're also seeing that same kind of thing. But and then obviously allow those teachers and students to develop their own ideas based just on their grade level and their building and their staff and all that kind of stuff. But um, we're super excited about the fact that our that our middle school students who share the hallway with our high school students for certain classes have kind of been like wondering about what is, you know, it looks a little bit different in the high school this year. So what are they doing up there? And they like it. So we're hopefully going to be able to, to give them a chance to do the same thing down there.
0: Spreading the fire. That's what it's all about. For
1: sure. Yes.
0: No doubt. Well, Allie, you are an absolute rock star and you are on fire. And I just can't thank you enough for joining us here today. I can't thank you enough for everything that you're doing for your kids and for your school and for your community as well.
1: Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. I can't thank you enough for, you know, for everything that you that you do. and. Um, for listen you know like for for the opportunity that I got to listen to you guys talk last year like I said it just totally reignited and and I know that that day that my passion meant my purpose and and so I'm just gonna run with it and as far as we can go
0: Guys, you've been listening to the green Room podcast series thanks so much for listening if you enjoyed the podcast if you would do me a huge favor if you would rate it subscribe to it and then share it with a fellow educator that you think might enjoy it as well. Chase your dreams, kids.